hello everybody. It is Tom Chenault and this is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. It is a great day. We have got an incredible show for you today. I love this guy. His name is Greg Reed and I have been following him for so long as before he even knew it. Uh, I was a big fan of his. He's been a friend of network marketing for a long time. He's been a, a fan of, I mean a friend of motivational speaking. He's been in over a hundred books. He's like the entrepreneur of the year, the global entrepreneur of the year, one of the most eligible bachelors out there. There's nothing this guy isn't. I was talking to him, he loves fast cars. He loves to dress well. I mean, everything about him, he's just like the opposite of me. And I love the guy, because he is so good. And the last time, so I, I hooked up with him again, accidentally, when I went to the memorial service for a guy that had passed away. And they did it online. And this thing, I thought it was going to last an hour, I went. Five hours later, I'm still there. And during the interim for that, I got to listen to Greg Reed give a testimonial to this guy. And it took me to my core because this guy's got such unbelievable speaking ability. Uh, I know he writes books. I know he helps people write books. I know he's absolutely a servant leader to the planet. Greg Reed, how are you, buddy? I want to meet that guy you just talked about. It's you. <laughs> A rock star. I have been a fan of yours for a long time. Steve Wallach is a fan of yours. And he oh, yeah. because you're San Diego guy. So he would talk about you a lot. What's going on in your life these days, man? Well, things are moving and shaking still. You know, we've had a little bit of a setback like they have around the world, but we're looking for new, innovative ways and audience. Like about timing. Uh, last year, you know, I made a, my first major feature film called Wishman. And it's trending around the globe right now on a Netflix. Thank goodness we got it out in the marketplace right when we did. Is that really helping? I mean, anybody with anything on uh, Netflix or anything like that, they're killing it, right? Yeah, well, at least well, people are staying home. They got something to do. Yeah. And it was really interesting. I was, I was interviewing a guy, Shankwitz, founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I asked him what his wish was. And he said that no one ever asked him. I said, I'll grant your wish. What do you want? And he says, I just story to be told so he signed over his life rights i don't know anything about making movies but we figured it out we made the ballad for the oscars this year and now uh we're all over the uh, internet wish man how cool is that can't believe it now bernie how did you end up with that guy i i loved him uh ceo space i knew him i knew him before that how did you know that guy so well he was a facility faculty member over at ceo space for years and you know he was like a great mentor to me he, you know a good mentor will tell you what you need to hear not always what you want to hear yeah and I know bernie was a good mentor never said what i wanted to hear <laughs> he always saw things from a different perspective people are paralyzed right now they're i mean i'm in the network marketing space primarily um maybe the personal development space and i'm watching people that are looking at this pandemic and they were you know it was kind of a novelty and they were going great guns but the bloom has fallen off the rose and the reason i wanted you on the show is because if there's anybody that could get people back into action and realize maybe we're not going back to what it was but we're probably headed sort towards something better it would be you because you are one of those big thinking forward thinking thinking guys that we need because people need to understand we got to pivot and adapt not wish it was the old days so talk about that a little bit William and by the way Tom you are a personal development 
we've always taught from the very beginning. It starts with mindset, just like you're talking right now. It has very little to do with the product, good, or service. It has to do with your mentality of how you look at it. And right now is a great opportunity, again, because we're reaching global markets and global, you know, global communities. It's about reaching out, and it's also about leveraging relationships, resources, referrals. I was doing a call with a buddy of ours, uh, Brian Tracy, the other day. And he says, the biggest thing we need to do right now, he goes, pivot less, but just ask for more referrals. And I sat there for a second. I went, what? He goes, everyone's trying to change their entire paradigm. He goes, why don't you just get a hit list out and start calling the people you already got on your cell phone and saying, dude, I've been working on this product. I'm still crushing it. Why everything else, I still got income stream. Who do you know that I could at least reach out to? And he says, by having that mindset, the doors will start opening up. And people are petrified to ask for referrals. It's, it amazes me that that is the case, especially when they're not petrified to ask me for something. It's just amazing that they don't ask me for referrals for something. What is it about asking for referrals that freezes people so much, Greg? Well, when a book was written 100 years ago, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill dedicated the biggest chapter towards fear. The, you know chapter of all time was the six ghosts of fear. And it wasn't really the fear of success and the fear of failure and all that stuff. I don't even believe in that. I believe it comes down to the fear of judgment, the criticism, what other people are thinking. And the funny thing is right now, no one's thinking about you. <laughs> Dealing with their own situation. You know, there's a bumper sticker that says, what would you do if you couldn't fail? I think right now we replace that to, what would you do the moment you stop worrying what other people thought? Would you reach out and ask for a referral? Would you ask that person out for a date? Would you start a business? Would you do differently? And right now is that golden opportunity because like I said, no one's peeking in. It's not an idea for a book or a movie or a start a new sideline, a side hustle. Is it. So how do you do it? I mean, you get up every day. You've got more projects going. It astounds me all the stuff you're going. Do you just never... I mean, you, do you listen to everybody that has an idea? How do, you, how do you determine what it is that is gonna float your boat on any given day? Or is it, what's yeah. that? Yeah, I, I'm opposite of a yes man. I'm pretty much a no man. And what that means is that when people come in, if I cannot get to finishing and seeing that through and having the stickability to do so, I just say no and I give them a re or I send them in a different direction. I don't rain on the parade. I say it's not for me and I'm not able to add value. And I'm very careful what I say yes to. However, the things I do say yes, I commit to seeing completed all the way to fruition. And so that's the difference. I'm very careful what I say yes to. Are there any more movies in the can for you? Are you going to do any more of that? Or did that just absolutely, you did it and you, now it's done and you're done with it? Or was it so exciting you want to do more? going into a new medium of television. So I filmed my first TV pilot. Um, I've been talking to the founder of the E! Entertainment Network and seeing about creating an entire, you know, what a season would look like and gonna throw that out to all the different networks around. So my idea is it's kind of like a sneak peek of what a day-to-day -day life is of a shark on Shark Tank behind the scenes where other people are not seeing. You're right, what it's like at the airport when everyone comes up to you and they're pitching their ideas book or their idea their movie and how you weed these things out and understand this though i've realized the key element of reaching new people and opening doors of opportunity is specificity and people are losing 
uh, you know, common sense wisdom. I guess common sense is not common, but the reality is specificity. And it works like this. I come off stage hypothetically, and there's 10,000 full, and they all say the nicest things. You know, I want to work with you. I, how can I be of contribution? How can I be of service? Those are amazing. The challenge is I don't know you. And there's people in line, and I don't have 30 minutes to do a whole resume check. But if you can come up and say, hey, man, I saw you on Instagram. I see you have half a million followers. I make cool. Let me make one for you. I'll send it to your phone. If you like it, maybe you'll use me. Done. I know who you are, what you do. You got my cell phone, and we're connected in 15 seconds. And that is the way that we want to start doing things moving forward. When I view the you know, president of Mexico down to Edward Snowden, I don't say I want to pick your brain. I don't want to take you to lunch. I don't want to buy you dinner. Here's what I do. I need 12.5 minutes of your time. From the time I open up the door till the time I leave is 12 and a half minutes. I'm going to ask you one simple question, X, Y, Z. The chance of them giving me that period of time goes up to 100% because I'm not asking them for their whole daily activity. And if you, if you ask them for 10 minutes, is that too little? Is there some sort of psychology between 12, behind 12 and a half? Well, I realize in 12 and a half minutes, you can get to build a rapport with somebody. And it's very specific where it tells your got 12 and a half minutes and then 99% of the time you know buzzer will go off on my phone because I said and they I go hey 12 and a half minutes is up, time to go and they go no no sit down let's talk some more and then you end up getting a tour and we hang out and whatnot but by honoring your word that is key that's what people are missing Tom they're not honoring the word they're not having accountability and responsibility we tend to blame other people rather than take a acceptability and a, you know, a re responsibility for our own actions. What I see you doing, and I, you know, you're just a connector. And what I think is important to everybody is you gotta be your word. And that means you have to follow up. When you tell people you're gonna call somebody, call them. And take good notes so they actually, you, you, when you come into a conversation, you're not starting over every time. And everybody needs to learn those skills because if you do that, where you are impeccable with your word and actually getting stuff done earlier than you were going to do it, you are in the minority at a level you would not believe. And people like Greg that are busy, they remember. They've got systems to remember stuff. And pr I promise you, you try to get the attention of a guy like these guys. Uh, this morning, I sent notes to Mark Victor Hansen, to Robert Kiyosaki, to Mitzi Purdue, the chicken lady, all these people. All of them responded to me just like that because they're business people looking for business and that's what greg is and if you're gonna play this game called doing big business act like you mean it and do that that's what i think don't you greg absolutely and i also i'm firm honoring your mentors and the people that you respect um by doing this i remember when i wanted to be a speaker i went the top guy at that time was les brown yeah he had this you know you got to be hungry I asked him, I said, Mr. Brown, just give me one thing I in my speaking career. And he, I hunted him down a month later and said, Mr. Brown, I asked you for one nugget. You gave it to me. I did it. What should I do next, sir? What's the chance of him giving me the second nugget? It's 100% because you honored your mentorship. No that. And so that's how I follow through and I follow up with everyone that I speak to. And don't circumvent people, you guys. When you, when you meet somebody like Greg and Greg and I do business and all a sudden Greg introduces me to somebody and I'm off to the races with that other guy and then all of a sudden I don't know Greg anymore don't do that don't be that person honor the chain of relationship I promise you 
this is a world of abundance and you can have a lot of it if you just don't act like a cheapskate. We're going to take a break. This is the Genesis Communication Network. Thank you, Ted Anderson, for letting us be on the radio for all these years. We'll be back right after this. Okay, it's the Marianne. He's popping like crazy. Well, something. Well, I think you guys probably the setup. So we're on commercial right now, Greg. So this is beautiful, and this is what we do. On a, you can't blame me for popping. I'm just talking. <laughs> so yeah, you, you, you are hot. That's for sure. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it, yeah, so something I just am hotter than heck for some reason. So anyway, uh, the whole segment was popping like a lot. So um, next thing, contact mapping. As this is supposed to be the commercial, Adrian's not here. Okay, so what Greg said to you, contactmapping.com, you want to go there. You want to download the free app. And here's the whole thing. Everybody wants to be remembered. And she or he who remembers most wins. And the easiest way to remember most is to document every person you meet. How do you do that? It's impossible. You can't write that on the back of business cards, but you can. When you put the name and phone number, Greg Reed, in the phone, loves Corvettes. All of a sudden, the microphone pops up. Do I have a picture of Greg? Boom, I snap a picture of Greg. All of a sudden, that was the camera. Then the microphone pops up. I say, they say, what do you remember about Greg Reed? And you remember Napoleon Hill. You remember... Sharon Lecter, remember Steve Wallach, <clears throat> remember Corvettes, remember The Secret Knock, remember Bernie Gorman. Those all go into the database. Those are all talking points that I've got with Greg Reed forevermore. So then the next button pops up and it says, when are you going to follow up with Greg? And I hit that button. I say, I'm going to te text him in a week. And the next thing you know, here's a week. I text Greg, tell him I love him. Then I set it back up for three months down the road. All of a sudden, I've got this ongoing relationship of integrity, which is all Greg was talking about. And that's all we do. And it's the most important thing. The thing you like most about me is what I remember about you. I promise you that. And value relationships with everything you got. Right, Greg? Absolutely. And the beautiful part is you don't have to do it alone. And now that there are these amazing apps and opportunities to make our jobs a lot easier. It's basically having a personal assistant right by your side. One of the cool things about my former wife, whenever we do an event, uh, someone would come walking up and she'd whisper in my ear, here comes Tom, you know, he likes <laughs> this, this, this. Tom, great to see you. And she was my personal version of this contact mapping. So it's pretty spectacular. That is an awesome call. We have digitized your ex-wife. And that's, <laughs> that's what we need to do because all of us, every one of us forget things. This morning, I was talking to a guy early this morning and I said, Harry, you've got three kids. And he looked at me and goes, no, Tom, I have five. And if I would have just looked at my contact mapping app for half a second, I wouldn't have done that. But all of a sudden we think our brains, he mentioned his middle daughter to, uh, earlier in the call. So I figured if he was the middle daughter, there must only be three. I had it right there in my database, but I was too lazy to look at what I had written down and my didn't handle it. That's what happens to us all the time. And if you want to be that person who is over there in the corner with all the business, while the other hip slicking people, cool people are over there with no business, it's going to be the one that remembers most about the people around them. That's what I want for all of you. So I am telling you, you can do this. Every one of you can do this. All you do is go to contactmapping.com. You go to the contact mapping 
uh, go to if you want to join this crazy mighty networks community that Adrian and Rick Manelius now have and I know you've got some sort of tie to MIT Adrian's partner is a PhD from MIT and they've got this mighty network so go to community.contactmapping.com check that out you'll see that best these kids are doing giant stuff we're coming back right after this with Gregory and we're back it's the network marketing leadership show with Tom Chenault and no Adrian today I've got Marianne here I've got Jason Kohler here got James Moore here so I've got an army producing this show but I'll tell you one thing right now there's nobody that I mean Greg Reed is a student of Napoleon Hill he and Sharon Lecter the former rich dad poor dad partner these two people have really done a big job of keeping the works in the memory of Napoleon Hill alive they wrote a book called I mean Greg wrote a book called three feet from gold it was an absolute masterpiece I love this guy and if you haven't read three feet from gold and all of his other books you got it but talk about Napoleon Hill and Sharon Lecter and what you're doing here shortly will you please Greg absolutely and thank you for saying all this kind words Sharon Lecter is a legend and it's so great to have a friend and a mentor like that working with you. Three Feet from Gold together 12 years ago, and now it's re-released. Um, and but what's really cool is just this year, and it's on every airport in America, Success in Something Great. This was the last book Napoleon Hill was going to write before he passed away and never got a chance to. So the Napoleon Hill Foundation gave it to Sharon and I and found unpublished work from Napoleon Hill, and we put it inside this thing. And it was really, really cool. Because What's that? at the airport now oh yeah it's in every airport it's at every Barnes and Noble uh, all these books are which is pretty darn neat and what's fascinating about that book is one person we interviewed I tell the story for entrepreneurs out there because you got a lot of entrepreneurs here right sure. well one guy we interviewed his name was Fred and his last name doesn't really make a difference right now for the story but this guy changed my life he says as an entrepreneur he had an invention and he sold the patent for $75,000 called the two persons down ski do. You know those little jet skis that you see? And he sold for 75 grand the entire idea. And I went to him, I go, to kill you. He goes, what? I go, that's a billion dollar brand. He goes, I go, you sold it for 75 grand. He goes, yeah, I did. I said, how can you sleep at night knowing you lost all that money? And he goes, you don't understand. He goes, at that time, that 75000 was all the money I needed. He goes, I was about to lose my house, and it got me caught up with my mortgage. He goes, my employees hadn't been paid. I got them caught up as well. It was the first time in my adult life I'd slept through the night for weeks on end. He goes, I actually had some free time, so I went through the attic, and I found these little metal cast cars I was playing with as a child. A buddy of mine's a NASCAR driver, put his number on the side, and I gifted it to him. The drivers saw it. They got jealous. They wanted it. So then NASCAR bought the rights for me for over $151 million. Oh my. He goes, sometimes as an entrepreneur, you have to do a deal in order to get you through to do another deal. Everybody needs to hear that so hard. I mean, as, a, as an entrepreneur, you have to make a deal so you're able to go new, do another deal down the road. 
and that 75 grand is easy to look and oh you gave that away it was worth all this money that got him to be able to sleep at night to have the idea to, to have the bandwidth to have the big idea right absolutely and another little cool thing we we're talking about earlier about accountability and responsibility i did this book called made easy i went around the world and interviewed people worth a hundred million to a billion dollars and the greatest takeaway was an acronym called cp out accountability and responsibility for everything that happens stop blaming other people it's your fault and it looks like this acronym cpc is clues patterns choices if i go out on a first date i'm a single guy 20 minutes late that is a clue if I go on the third, fourth, and fifth date, and she's 20 minutes late every time, that forms a pattern. Now, it's my choice, my C, choice, whether I deal with it, adjust, break up with her, yell at her, but it's not her fault. She's just late. Stop trying to change people. How many times have you seen someone with a bad reputation, they'll cheat your best friend, you do business thinking it'll be different, and then things go awry and you're mad at that person? It's like seeing a rattlesnake rattle, bite your kid's sister, you pet the snake and get bit and you're mad at the snake. Look, suck it up right now and start looking at this. What are we seeing a clue? What are we seeing a pattern? And what choices are we making whether we adapt, adjust, or do something about it? Wow. And where's that? Which book of, that, which, which book of yours is that story in? Well, this one's uh, Wealth Made Easy. I got to tell you, this is... This is a game changer. What happened is I sat down with these billionaire guys for, you know, three days in a row, and then we reduced their entire message down to one paragraph or one page each, and they're called Wealth Hacks. The first guy we talked to made a billion dollars in raw land. And I go, how in the heck can you make a billion dollars in dirt? And he said, time plus land is wealth. And I go, what do you mean? He says, all I do is look for him that's growing exponentially at 25% a year. Go on Google Maps, it's free. I look for Broadway, Main Street, and I draw eight miles and I buy the dirt. I rent that dirt to farmers, they pay the lease, so it's free, and I get vegetables for years. And as the town continues to grow at 25%, it ends up on my plot. Since I own the biggest amount of renting to the farmers, that's what I resell to the big box stores for 800 times what I paid. A billion dollars. Holy mackerel. Let's take a break after this. All right. We're coming back right after this. This is Genesis Communication Network. Tom Chenault. We'll be right back. All right. We're now at the break again. Okay. Relationships, Greg. You have got the You got the. So you did, obviously, CEO space. You did all this stuff. All that whole deal is, is connecting to connectors to connect connectors. It's the most important thing and people treat their database the worst. I mean, it blows my mind how sad it is that human beings do that. Tell me why, I mean, throwing the business card in the, in the drawer and hoping you're gonna figure out who that person is a month, ago, a month from now, just putting the name and the phone number in a database and never being able to remember who they are or anything about them, what do you use to really remember people before you heard about contact mapping? Well, contact mapping is an amazing program. And this is the old fashioned way. I yeah. called it my switchboard. I use it to connect people. And I put their business cards in here and go to it because this is the way we do it. We're old guys, right? This is, but we act, 
actually follow through. And that is key. And one of the things earlier we're talking about is staying in contact with wounds and, you know, successes and kids. But here's another thing. Also trace some of the things that didn't go so good and use it for a leverage. Give me an example. If I went to Tom said, Tom, I'm working on this new program. Can you give me thrills of people I could talk to? And he says, you know, I can't give you one person you might want to reach out to. And you, well, I want to make sure that next to Thomas, say, by the way, last time I asked you for a referral, I caught Bob, you told me to. It didn't go exactly as planned, but I want to say thank you very much and honor you for giving me that resource. I truly appreciate it. By the way, has anyone else popped up? Well, just by you having that memory of you doing that could be a one lead to more connections as well. So I throw your, so I mentioned earlier in your database, it says Sharon Lecter, it says Steve Wallach, it says Corvettes, says your ex-wife writes books for people, uh, Michael Burnoff. There's all kinds of little things in your, in your, in my, in Greg Ryder. All these names are in my database around you. And the reason they are is all I have to do, if I can't think of something and I want to know something, all I have to do is remember any part, like Corvettes, and your name's going to pop up along with everybody else with a Corvette. Then I throw something like Bernie Dorman in there, and all of a sudden it's shrunk down to whatever it is. I can Google my brain. And you couldn't do that with Goldmine. You couldn't do that with ACT. You can't do that with your Rolodex. You can't do that with your little gizmo. That's the difference between contact mapping and everything else. Another thing very important is what happened yesterday <coughs> to Zoom. Zoom went down yesterday morning and the world freaked out. They, people were, for six hours, people had swallowed their cigars. And then you get kicked off Facebook or you get put in Facebook jail for two weeks. And you're going, holy crud, what am I gonna do? And all of your contacts, all of your leads, all of your notes are in Facebook Messenger and they just kicked you to the curb for no reason and you can't get out of the penalty box. Same thing with LinkedIn, same thing with Twitter, same thing with so many of these CRMs. If it's free, you are the product. And all they're doing is mining your data and selling it. And so what contact mapping is great for is the fact that it's your data it's gonna be on the blockchain. I told you about the kid from MIT. His number one obsession is making sure that your data is safe from the big boys. If you're in a network marketing company, they got that CRM that you guys are all love so much and it'll do all these things and scratch your back and wash your dishes. Only one thing, you leave that company and your contacts stay with them. And I know that you think you're gonna be there forever, but nothing's forever, folks. You may leave or they may go out of business and you do not wanna lose it. Your contacts are your best asset, right, Greg? Absolutely. Look, we've heard the cliche a thousand times, network, net worth, and blah, blah, blah. But it's how you actually leverage and you reach out and you keep connected. That's the key. It's like knowledge is power. No, it's not. You don't read the book and then apply that book. It's just paperweight. So it's important to have these contacts, but it's also important to make sure regular basis we get in the habit of reaching out. Amen. All right, we're going to come back and act like a real radio show here now. And thank you all for the fake commercial. But it has to happen on for GCN, so that's why we do it. We're coming back right now. And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show, and we got the great Greg Reed. And this guy is a beast. He is smart. He is driven. He is connected. He's written so many books. And if you read his books, it's going to make you a better human being. You're gonna be a better human being. You're probably gonna make more money. You're probably gonna understand relationships, follow up, all that better. 
and he's a cool guy. He's one of the best dressed guys in San Diego, California. So here's what I want to talk about, Greg. I want to talk about what you and Sharon are doing with Napoleon Hill and Hill. On September 15th, uh, Sharon and I have access to the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And that's how we've been able to do so these amazing projects. Like Sharon did Outwitting the Devil, and I did Ability. Bob Proctor and I did Thoughts Are Things, uh, Napoleon Hill's Road to Riches, and on and on and on. Well, on one day for three, four hours, we're going to do a live stream. We're going to share some of the things that we've discovered and some of the works that have not really been shared with the general public. You go to rlegacy.com, it's free, and you can log on and join us where we're going to sit there and go behind the scenes and go, what in the world is transmutation? Is that still real? And did Napoleon Hill die a millionaire or was he broke? And by the way, it's true. And what about this? And there's not going to be anything that's going to be off limits. We're going to talk to the CEO of Napoleon Hill Foundations, and we're going to find out exactly what you can do to separate yourself from the 95% who dream of success to the top 5% who actually. So did he die? How did he die? Rich or broke? I'm going to let it save for the 15th, but I'll tell you right now, he did quite well. So <laughs> September 15th, it's going to be TGRlegacy.com. And how did you get so obsessed with that? Well, I was fortunate. My mentor, you know, back in the day, and you know him well, Charlie Tremendous Jones was a father figure to me. And before he passed away, he started a nonprofit. There were the biggest games in personal development and me. How I got on there, no idea. And one of the main folks was Don Green, CEO of Napoleon Hill, and basically said, you should give this guy a shot. And he did, opened up the doors of opportunity. And thank goodness, because now we've gone on to impact the lives of literally millions of people around the world. That's the most beautiful thing. Mark Victor Hansen was talking about Buckmeister Fuller, grabbing him as a very young man and doing exactly the same thing. And it's just so amazing to me, you know, yeah, Charlie, Tremendous Jones, unbelievable. If you guys haven't, just go Google him right now. He's also dead, so is Buckmaster Fuller. But just go Google these guys because they were so important. And we can't let them be forgotten because I'll tell you, they just did important work. But what I love is they didn't, they, their bodies left, but their work didn't. Here's Napoleon Hill. And there's, here's uh, Charlie Tremendous Jones, all living through guys like Greg Reed and Mark Victor Hansen. So as to all you hotshots out there, and there's a bunch of them watching this show, mentor some kids. So as good as you are, let some people have your memories and make the world better for when you aren't here or you get tired of working. That's what you're doing, Greg. You're trying to, you're trying to pay it forward and pass it along too, aren't you? Absolutely. In fact, one of the first feature films I ever did was called Pass It On. And by the way, Mark Victor Hansen is the guy who wrote the Ford for Three Feet from Gold. So I haven't seen that uh, cat around for a while. And all of a sudden he's popping up all over the internet. He's he was kind of like off the radar and also boom, 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 boom. He, he's everywhere again, him and Crystal working on their new Ask book. And I got to tell you, it's really cool to see the leaders pop up to pass on their wisdom because there's a big difference between counsel and just opinion. Opinion is based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, or inexperience, like maybe a family friend or an Instagram guru who's never done what you want to do. Counsel is based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. 
If you go to a family friend and say you're going to write a best-selling book, they might try to protect you to keep you safe and to talk you out of it. And they've never written a best-selling book. I go to Mark and say, dude, I want to write a book. He'll say, sit down. Here's what you need to know and give you counsel based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. If we would spend our activity only seeking counsel, hearing people's opinion, that's the day our lives would change. Now, do you know Mark J? He calls himself Mark J because his name's 15 miles long. Mark J and a whiskey or something like that. Do you know that guy? I have no idea, but I want to I want to meet a guy with a name so long he's got to initial it. This guy is amazing. I mean, he's like 80 and he just went back and played the Boston Red Sox, that thing where you give him 10 grand and you get to go to Fenway Park. And he just did that at advanced age. He's not 80, he's like 50 something, but he <laughs> But he is a great guy and he lives Napoleon Hill. I'm going to hook you two up because you're made for each other and he should interview you because I'm telling you, anybody that brings the past forward to real times, I mean, the messages that we get from these guys, I just lost a guy yesterday in Alcoholics Anonymous that was this incredible, incredible guy and his message he died yesterday and his message and his legacy is going to be bigger with him gone. And that's how I want to be when I grow up. I know that's your plan is to have such an absolute imprint on this planet that you may be dead, but you're still alive. And that's what you're doing, Greg. And I really, really want to acknowledge you for that. By the way, at 32 years, what? No, you? Yeah. What's your sobriety date? Uh uh, January 28th. And by the way, you know, it's interesting. Here's a little inside knowledge here. Three Feet from Gold, when Sharon and I wrote the book, our fine editor um, that did it all is the current CEO of AA. Okay. I need to meet that guy. Number one, I want to interview him. But the second thing is September 29th of 88 is my sobriety date. That's my sobriety date. I know. Yeah, that's so funny. And that's so great to be able to tell people, oh, I got sober in the 80s. So you got that same thing going because no, I mean, that's such a long shot because that's so long ago. We have the same recovery date. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a. have never met anyone that has had. Wow. That's pretty weird. <laughs> that little card five, bro. It's in my pocket. That's my license to live sobriety card. I only carry three things in my wallet. I carry one credit card. I carry my drive license and I carry this license to live sobriety card because I am telling you I have to remember I am sober today in order to stay sober tomorrow and you know what I'm talking about and I go to an AA meeting every day still I'm going to introduce I'll invite you to some so I'm That's amazing yeah and I keep this on my computer every single day to remind me as well we all do our thing you know it's one of those type of things that you know I live the message more than go around and, and preach it for myself. Um, and people come up, it's attraction rather than emotion. So when people go, hey, how in the world do you pull this stuff off? That's where I sit there and go, sit down, let me tell you a story. Oh my God, I got chills. I loved you, but now I can't. Wait, wait are they electrifying? Huh? What was that? Yeah, I got chills, they're electrifying. Yeah, I got electrifying chills. By, by the way, I say that, but look at this up here. Oh, geez, I fell down. Uh, that was going to be a great story here, but hold on one second. Uh, I love the fact that you got a picture of me on your desk. Oh, that wasn't that. I thought that was. My things just dropped up there. Wow. Well, I am, uh, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. 
everybody. Okay, so here's the deal. In 1988, Greg was probably like me. At the end of a blind alley, I had two DUIs disturbing two, two, two DUIs and two disturbing the pieces in one month in 1988. And I was a stockbroker and I still couldn't figure out that I had a drinking problem. I thought I had a living problem, which ended up being a living problem that was covered up by a drinking problem. So that's kind of a paradox. But I'm going to tell you one thing right now. It was hopeless. And to come from hopeless to where we stand today, at almost exactly the same time, Greg and I, I am telling you, that is amazing to me. But all of you that are thinking it is hopeless, that you got no shot, look at him. A hundred books he's been in since then. That's pretty crazy. And you talk about legacy. I've got a different philosophy towards this, and it's, it's not as uh, peachy keen and glorified because I believe, quite frankly, uh, you know, there's no such thing as legacy. I believe that we're forgotten after two generations. And usually if you go back and look at history, even the people that are remembered, multi-generational, the, the, the message has been rewritten so many times, it's not even the truth of what it is. So I also realize I have an eight-year-old son. I'm a late in life dad, I'm 57 years old. And I figure when I pass away, the chances are my son will never you know, go visit my grave. So I want to do something really cool and unique because I don't know if they'll read the books or not or whatever. So this last year, the thing on my bucket list, I had 80 things on the bucket list, was to get a star on the Walk of Fame. And I just got it, as you can see up there. So now I figure when my son's walking down the street, he can see that and go, hey, there's my dad. And that will become the legacy that he gets to share with his kids and grandkids. Oh, man, is that wonderful enough? Is that cool? No, it's cooler than cool. And congratulations. Thanks, man. You know, and everybody watching this show, I mean, whether it be the secret knock, whether it be three feet from gold, just know that this guy stood in the boot you might be standing in right now, and then he's now he's in a different pair, but he held up that coin. I don't even have my coin with me. I carry my sobriety like a sword. I have it out there. I'm telling you, I am sick and tired of this disease being hidden opioids and everything else. People are dying in front of us, so I can talk all about my alcoholism. I just can't talk about yours. But I'm going to tell everybody one thing right now. Look at the man he was able to become. And look at the man or woman that you're going to be able to become if you just say, you know what, I'm done with that. I'm going to let the past be the past. I'm not going to worry about the future, but I'm going to work like crazy on me and I'm going to work on the present and things are going to take care of themselves. And God, Greg, I'm so happy that you told me that. Oh, so I think it's pretty, pretty cool kismet there. And when, I want to add on to one thing. I'll do the Bernie Dorman plus. I want to plus what he just said. Surround ourselves with people we have respect for, not people we have influence over. And that's when it changes. So the whole idea is who's getting the results and ask them. Stop looking for blind leadership. If we're a star, stop hanging out with starving artists. Go to a local gallery, see whose stuff's being pulled off the wall and being paid for. Ask them what they're doing. If you want to be a keynote speaker, find who's getting on the biggest stages. Ask them what they're doing. If you want to be a best-selling author, Barnes & Noble, pull ones that are actually being read and being distributed and ask them how they're doing it. Stop following false leaders, false prophets. Surround yourself with folks who are doing what you want. Ask them for guidance in 12.5 minutes. Your life could be changed right at that moment. In 45 seconds, tell people how offended you are, not 
when people say you are awesome how did you get there from here they're all you're I'm I people ask me that all the time and I you know I go well let's sit down and have a cup of coffee all by lunch and that's because I'm telling you guys one thing right now most of your fear is unfounded a guy like Greg Reed is and a woman like Sharon Lecter all we want to do is tell our story so people can go do the same thing and make the world a better place so we're going to take the last break we're on the Genesis Communication Network. Contactmapping.com is the sponsor. We'll be right back. And we're at the commercial, and we're at the final commercial, man. I, I want to tell you, thank you. I mean, and you do hide your sobriety, because I know your blood type. I mean, I called people about you. I learned a lot about you, and I never had that January 88 sobriety date, because for me, that's the thing I love the most about you. So I acknowledge you for sure, because it's an anonymous program. And it's not supposed to, you know, people, and I, he shouldn't have been blasting it out, but that is something now I'm connected with him. And if there's ever a drunk out in San Diego and he's in deep water, I've got another person in my database, in my contact mapping database. It's just hashtag AA that I can call Greg and say, do you know a meeting out here? I got a guy that's in trouble. And he now knows that there's a guy here in Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, home of Colorado University and legal marijuana and every other drug you could ever want. So I get lots of calls from parents and people asking me if I can help their kids. I never, I made a deal with God, I think in 88 that I don't even know about. And the deal with God that I made in 88 was God, I'll help drunks, I'll help addicts, I'll help homeless people, and I'll help kids. You help me make a living. And God has held his, up, his end of the deal up so much better than me, but I swear I will not turn my back on a kid, on an alcoholic, on a drug addict, or a homeless person. So just know that, and all of us feel that way. And what I want you to do is just document so you've got this beautiful database of connection points that no one can rip asunder. And it's amazing. It's a magic trick. And that's what you do, Greg. Whenever you need something, you think, who do I know that knows somebody that can help me? All you ever live is, I need to find a guy, don't you? Absolutely. And I got a guy. It's like one of those type of deals. Someone says, hey, I need a website done. I got a guy. I need a car dealer done. Boom, I got a guy. And by having those contacts and connect, you can literally help other people save years of their life for the learning curve by jumping to the front of the line. To me, having, you know, the contact mapping is like having a velvet rope and a clipboard. You go right to the front. <laughs> That's so amazing. And it is. It's the true story, you guys. And I swear, my moniker should be Better Call Chenault because I have a database that's going to help you with literally anything in your life because everything's mapped, so everything's remembered, and I'm going to know somebody that's going to help you. And 99% of the stuff that I get called on, I can't make a nickel on. But you know what? I get to make the world a better place, and I don't care. I've got time because this is what I do. People ask me all the time, what's your passion, Tom? Alcoholics Anonymous, drug addiction. What's your job? My job is network marketing. What's your legacy? Contact mapping. That's what I am. That's who I am. I am not a good network marketer. I am an unbelievable connector of people. And guess what? It's better. And so I'll take my, it's just unbelievable. And you don't have to have any brains. You just have, I don't have a heart and a contactmapping.com app. That's all you have to have. We back, are we back yet? No, we got plenty of time. So I'm, I'm right. 
I mean, I don't know how you keep all your data in your little book, but you are proud of that little book. And I am telling you what, you would be up shit creek without a paddle if you lost that little book, right or wrong. Well, absolutely. But I've got a Shannon. So I, I, one person is my secret weapon. So she's kind of you know my go-to. She keeps all the information. These are for my immediate contacts that I need on a daily basis. She keeps it all, but we have CRMs and databases. I, we, we believe in every single thing that you're saying right here. And I'm telling you, contact mapping, this app is unbelievable because it keeps it all in one. Okay. Don't die, Shannon. All right, we're coming back. And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. It's Tom Chenault, Marianne Niehaus, Jason Kelly, James Earl Moore. And now we've got final segment with our buddy, Greg Reed. Uh, Greg, people want to find you. We're getting blown up with text messages and notes. What's the best place to connect with all your great stuff? Uh, you just Google me. I mean, all the stuff's out there. But the main thing is, if you want to talk to me directly, go to Instagram. Uh, go to Instagram, Greg S. Reed, and direct message me. It goes right to my uh, nobody else. There's no intermediators. It goes right to me. And the only thing I ask is what I've been preaching. I don't want to talk about the weather, what you ate for dinner, the kids, the family, the pet dog. But if you work on this business situation, what do you think? Hey, it's a good book I should read for set right now or anything of this nature. You reach out and I promise I'll respond to you right away within minutes. And then those of you who are really ready to separate themselves and go uh, secret knock, we're going to be doing in March of 2021. It's going to be incredible. I got to tell you, this is probably the greatest networking you'll ever get a hold of in your entire life. Secretknock.co. We are Forbes Magazine, Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneurs Magazines, rated top event in the entire world because we don't talk about tags and you know everyone's me 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 it's all about what we can give and share and give back to other people check it out secretknock.co i have got so many connections for other radio shows and you, you just can't believe the connections i've got for you i have forgotten how much i love you and my <laughs> is to help you get that secret knock event on the front page of the wall street journal I mean, doing the next right thing is what we need to do. And Harvey McCabe, you know who Harvey is? Are you kidding me? I, I've given Harvey some of the greatest tidbits, takeaways that he ever had, he said. Okay. Uh, the million dollar round table, the whole bit, unbelievable stuff. I talk to him like twice a week and he is the most adorable man on the planet. And you know, here's another guy that is like a mentor that I have, I think I'm probably pretty close to his age, but at the end of the day, when these guys pass on, we've got to keep these messages going on. Mark, and we talked about that. So my goal is to get all you guys on all the, because I've got, what I have is a, a Rolodex, a platform of people that can get your message out. Not mine, mine's done. I'm telling you, all I am is a contact mapper. You are a thought leader at a level that is unbelievable. And Sharon Lecter, I've loved her. Is she still married to Michael, by the way? Of course, they are doing so amazingly well right now. In fact, she's taking, I think, the week off. She's out at the ranch and having a great time. And she's working on some very, very special projects. And again, jump on our, our uh, Zoom we're going to do on the 15th. Say hi, uh, interact with us. Well, invite, put me on the list and invite me. I'm tired of chasing you down. Yeah, so definitely. <laughs> I want to do that. And uh, you know what? The world is so big, but it, yet it's so small. 
and we've got to put the light on the good people. Have you noticed that you haven't heard any pitch out of Greg whatsoever? You never had that yucky feeling. All you felt through this entire show is this man's heart and his want to make the world a better place and pay it forward. So what you want to be when you grow up is Greg Reed. That's it. It all works out. The money. Yeah, I, 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 I feel so then I want to be me, right? That would be our, <laughs> that'll become our, our, our catchphrase. But you know, one of the greatest aha takeaways, and I know our time is wrapping up, is one of my favorite interviews was Evander Holyfield, the boxing legend. I said, how did you win so many championships? He says, I just raised my standard. He said, in sports, I showed up early, I left late, I invented exercise, and I won more championships. I said, didn't it hurt? says, yeah, it hurts. When you're in a fight, you don't focus on the pain. You don't focus on the blows. If you do, you end up on your back knocked out. But that's what people do outside the ring. They focus on gas prices, war, COVID, and then they wonder why they never become a champion. And he pulled me in tight. An Adonis of a man missing half an ear bitten off by Tyson. He says, the funny thing is, when you do win the championship, he says, everyone comes to their feet and they chant your they raise your hand in victory and they put a big shiny belt around your waist. He said at that moment and at that second, you don't feel even one of the punches you took along the journey. But the guy in the losing locker room will have every bruise, every excuse for the rest of their life wishing they had a higher standard. This is our time to raise our standard. Surround ourselves with people we have respect for, not people we have influence over. Holy mackerel. Is that cool enough, everybody? And you can do that. You gotta look in the mirror and say, you know what, this life I have, whatever it's at, I don't care how great it's been. I was on that whole weekend of the uh, Association of Network Marketing Professionals convention this week. And I watched that nonstop for four straight days. Like this, I mean, it was like no one, I don't think any, well, a lot of people did, but it was unbelievable to me. And I was crying the whole time and wishing I had played it bigger, 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 because these people are extraordinary and coming from terrible circumstance. And I know every one of you can too. Just plug into people like Greg and elevate that IQ, your heart IQ, your love IQ, and it's gonna work out. And go to contactmapping.com. And Greg, we've only got 50 seconds left. Say goodbye to these people. Word out, and I gotta say thanks for, uh coming out of the woodwork and reaching out again, man. It was so pleasant when all this stuff on my uh, email, we started connecting and reconnecting. If there's anything I can ever do to be of contribution, you know, when I say this, it's true. The answer will be yes. It was crazy enough. And you know what? He just said Instagram. He said to reach out to me and I don't know if it was Instagram, LinkedIn, any something, but I wrote him a note and that son of a gun came right back and said, what are we going to do? because the guy is that committed to it. So he wasn't kidding when he said he's gonna reach back. I learned something from that, but let's go everybody. So next week we got Jerry Kalana. He wrote Reboot. He is the mentor to more people that you've been impressed with all your life than you're gonna believe. You've never heard of him. It's gonna be a great interview. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.